Yo, yo, what's going on, guys? Uh, it's your boy Ryan, AKAs. We are back again. Excited to have another guest uh, so that way they can, of course, you know, tell their story and just get some insight on the goals for their future. Uh, my guest today is a longtime friend of mine. Um, and anyone usually who's a friend of mine is, you know, typically um, destined for greatness. So, you know, Jalen just has happens to be one of those lucky ones. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But on a serious note, um, I admire Jalen, man, for his devotion and want to be better at his craft. You know, his ability to eliminate distractions and not fall into temptations. And also his ability to change a negative into a positive. So Jalen is on the journey, guys, uh, to be the next big online trainer. And without a doubt, for sure, 100%, I know he will do it. So without further ado, uh, welcome my guest, Jalen Watson. What's up, bro? Appreciate you having me on, man. Nah, man, the pleasure is mine, man. I, like I said, uh, I always appreciate people who are willing to come on board, take time out of their day, take time out of the schedules to, um, you know, jump on here and share their stories. Uh, I know it can, I know it can take a lot, you know, kind of getting used to that and stuff like that. But I know we're kind of yeah. not crunch for time, but we're a little crunch for time. So let's go ahead and just jump right into it. We're, of course, going to start with growing up. And although some people, you know, tend to breeze past this, this, I feel, is going to be the forefront of all the things that I mentioned in the intro above as far as eliminating distractions, staying focused, yeah. and once again, turning a negative into a positive. So let's start with just give us that dynamic of what it was like growing up, you know, how many siblings, and just the, the process of, you know, of course, your parents splitting and just the age you were when that occurred. Yeah, so I grew up in, uh, I was born in a small town called uh, Lafayette, Louisiana. So it's about 45 minutes out from like Baton Rouge. <laughs> if people know that part of Louisiana, but it's a little small town, man. Uh, a lot of, you know, typical, like, treacherous type stuff, you know, uh, bad homes, you know, drugs and stuff like that. It's really yeah. bad around you. Know? So, yeah, that's where I grew up at. And then, uh, yeah, so I, I stayed there until I was about nine or 10 years old. And, you know, I had a pretty, all my family out there, so I had a pretty good time. And I was able to kind of stay away from all the bullshit but uh yeah so I usually uh I moved to Texas at when I was like nine years old so I moved to Houston and me and my at the time my mom had four kids and then when we moved to Houston she had another one so I have a total of four siblings you know I'm the <laughs> oldest of I'm the oldest of five five children so I already I got that pressure to lead by example you know what I'm saying so 100% yeah, uh, most definitely. So, um, how old were you when when your parents had had made that split? Oh man, I think uh, my parents they were together when I was very very young, but they ended up splitting. Man, I think I was like maybe like one or two. Man, so you know what I'm saying? Oh, my wow. parents so been split for a while. Yeah, my parents been split for a while. Like actually, my dad was already in Houston. Like years before I even moved out here. I was in Louisiana, he was in Houston. I would like come down for the summer to like spend time with him and stuff. But my parents always had a, a good a good relationship. It really wasn't nothing bad, honestly. You know what I'm saying? My parents were always cool. My dad always was in my life. My mom was always in my life. They always they never I have never seen my parents argue before. Yeah. At all, bro. Like so as far as my the the parent splitting dynamic, it was a pretty it was a pretty you know what I'm saying no splitting is not good, but like it was a pretty like easy transition for for me, you know, I don't know about them, but for me, it was a pretty good transition 
they they did the co-parenting thing real well, man. I, I appreciate them for that. Yeah, man, and I don't know. Sometimes maybe it's a blessing in disguise that that happened while you were young. You know, I know sometimes people or kids, you know, that happens to them while they're older. They're able to grasp it more and and see the emotions, see the arguments, et cetera, et cetera. I know that could be a tough little swallow. I mean, I myself experienced that. You know, what I mean, my parents were together for like twenty years, split up. Mm -hmm. But thank God, you know, I just uh, I had had my held up, held my head up high. I uh, stayed yeah. strong for the both of them, and you know, everybody's got to move on. And just, I guess that's just the way the life goes. You know yeah. what I mean? But how would you describe your mother's way of teaching your principles about life, or even disciplining you versus your father? So, kind of give us that dynamic with your mother and your father, and how they taught you. Yeah. So my mom basically uh, taught me the importance of like grades. You know, my I was like when I was young, my my parents were very strict about grades, so I always had to keep yeah. all A's and B's. And uh, it got pretty lenient as I got older, you know. But like that from the beginning when I was in elementary school and uh, through a little bit of middle school, my grades had to always be on point. So she always taught me that to always stay on top of my school. Uh, my dad is get that as well. Uh, and, you know, my mom taught me how to get through struggles, you know, because I see my mom go through a lot of struggles when we first moved to Houston. Uh, it wasn't always as good as it is now. Uh, so, yeah, I saw, like like I said, uh, tell you about the story about how my mom actually had to hold the sign for us to stay in an apartment, you know what I'm saying, uh, because we didn't have money for rent. So I learned a lot of the how to get through turmoil and tough times and just keep continue to push through from her. Uh, and as far as my dad goes, man, my dad is, my dad a hustler, man. My dad a grinder. My dad <laughs> always, my dad always had a job. You know, my dad used to, had, he got a CDL. So he used to drive the Greyhound buses and stuff like that. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. But, uh, he was a, he was real big into that. And you know, I would go with him sometimes when I was younger, but I always remember my dad, man. He always had a job. He was always hustling. He was always working doing shit the right way you know he had his own barbershop and now he back uh in the cdl game so i learned how i learned the work ethic from both parents but my dad is where i really learned the work ethic from and he taught me you know what i'm saying you gotta work hard for what you what you want man so man yeah. shout, shout out to pop man shout uh shout out to mama as well and uh, this yeah. is also where the power of determination comes into play you know um you're you're seeing this you know day by day and and what I mean by this is your mother took a leap of faith, you know, uh, she moved from Louisiana to Houston and that's not, you know, an easy transition, something that you're so used to. So walk us through that experience and the challenges your, you, uh, your mother and you and your siblings faced with that. And, you know, ultimately what your mother had to do, like you hinted on with being able to keep the apartment that you were staying in. Yeah. So, yeah, man, when we, when we moved to, from Louisiana to Texas, man, it, it was a big, big leap. It was a big leap of faith. Uh, you know, coming from Louisiana, we had a lot of family. We had a lot of support out there. You know, coming out here, we didn't have a lot of family. So we were on our own for real. You know, and my mom with, you know, already having four kids and, you know, she took a big leap of faith coming out here. So, uh, yeah, so the story basically moved out here when I was like nine years old and uh, moved into, I believe, a two bedroom apartment. And like I said, my mom had four kids. So. Already we starting off, you know, a little, a little tight, but that's okay, you know. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that apartment, man, it was, it was a, it was a pretty decent apartment. Uh, you know, I do remember, like, we having to share. Uh, sorry, we having to okay. share like 
uh, mattresses and stuff like that. So I remember a point where me and my brother and sister used to always sleep on the same mattress. You know, we had a little TV, but we didn't have no cable and stuff like that. So, yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, we always had the things that we needed, right? So we had Yeah, food, yeah, yeah. we had the lights were on, we had TV, we had movies to watch, you know? Uh, but, you know, my mom always made everything seem, I appreciate it for that. She always made everything seem that it was good. While, you know, but meanwhile, she's really, really busting her ass, just struggling, trying to make ends meet, you know. But we never, as kids, we never really seen it, you know, until I started to realize as I got older or like when she would tell me, you know, I, I'm better understanding now. But she always made it seem that everything was good. We had all our essentials, clothes. My dad always took care of me, like when it came to school clothes and stuff like that. So, yeah. But uh, as I got older, I realized like the struggle my mom was going through just us to get by you know on top of actually having another kid when we moved down here so yeah that's basically was the experience you know I started started uh started school out here at a uh, Kayla middle school and uh you know that was a uh, no, no sorry element we're gonna go back to elementary sorry sorry elementary school I went to Okay. Mady Creek yeah Mady Creek elementary school I remember I moved out here and uh yeah it was pretty good I was in a pretty good school everything was Like as far as I, as far as me, everything was okay. You know, I had I had everything I needed. I was young, you know. I, I had I got to go to school. I took care of my business. You know, it was just really my mom, really trying to struggling, and my stepdad, uh, struggling to make ends meet and stuff like that. But we got through it, so I appreciate both of them, honestly, man. No, hundred percent, man. And there's nothing like family and and having those memories and, and experiences um, with your family. And obviously, no one ever wants to go through that. You know, we all, you know, if that's something we can avoid. We obviously want to avoid because we don't ever want to see our family hurting or friends or whatever the case may be. But in this in this scenario, family, and that's going to lead me to my next question, which is, would you say a lot of your strength and willingness to move forward um, in life, you know, comes from wrong because you have those memories of, man, we had to share beds, we had TV, no Yeah. cable, different things like that. Would you say more of your anchor of I got to get it, I got to go comes from uh, from your mom? Most definitely, bro. You know what I'm saying? Uh I know I know the situations that we was in and I know she was going through and I just kind of use that as like, okay, I don't want to go through that. You know, uh let me learn from you know the stuff that my mom went through and the turmoil that she went through and make my life better. You know, so that really, really keeps me going, you know, when I When I do want to like go off path or do something that's not conducive to my success, like I always go back and think like, okay, yeah, uh, you got to make sure you're on point because you don't want to go through the stuff that your, your your parents have to go through, you know. So it most definitely keeps me on point, man. It's it's a really really big anchor in what in what I'm doing today, bro. Honestly. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think you even had told me one time, man. You were like, man, I even tried to pitch in around uh, the house, like try to help your mom pay bills. But even then, she was like, no, nah, it's okay. Just worry about what you got. Worry about what your car doing and stuff Yeah. like that. Um, is there any particular reason why, like, she's like that? She just or Yeah. My mom, my mom is big on, on us having a way better life than she has. So wow, like, I okay. remember when, when I was, when I was in high school and I was, uh, when I, when I was young, man, I, I was ready to get a job. Like, you know, we'll get to the football story later, but you know, when I was young, I was ready to get a job, you know, any money I made from that job, my mom never asked me for any, any money for bills or anything. ever she's like son save your money do what you need to do get what you want to get 
and uh, just be smart with it. You know, she always told me to be smart with my money and save it. But she never asked me to pay a bill or anything. And even if I've, you know, there's times where I've, I've been struggling, you know, and she's helped me out still to this day, you know. So, you know, my mom never, never, never ever asked me for money for bills. And I appreciate it. And if she ever needs it, she, you know, she knows she got it. You know, I got it. Man, that, that just inspires me thinking about it, man, because my dad and my mom were like that, too, man. They're like, hey, they, they, they passed on what they could pass on, you know what I mean, as far as the basics, which is save your money, whether or go to school and make good grades. And you appreciate them tenfold for that. And, and it makes, like yeah. you said, it makes you want to grind even harder when you're feeling sorry for yourself. You're like, man, like, but they did it for me. They're going out there every day to make sure I have a roof over my head, I have food, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I really wanted to highlight that with your mom because, I mean, we have to highlight that. You know what I mean? She deserves all the respect in the world for that, and that needs to be yeah, praised yeah, most man. definitely. That's that's exactly sure, um, how you lead and how you take care of your family most definitely. But let's kind of mm -hmm. move, on, move on a little bit into your uh, other family members as far as your, your biological father, your stepfather, and your stepmother because they had an integral part as well in molding you and whatnot. And uh, it's safe to say, man, you have a family of hustlers most definitely. Um, so. Yeah, I guess my question is, you know, uh, like like I said, or like I said, like you said, you look at each of them as as role models. So why is that? So they all taught me different things, right? Uh, I learned different things from. I like to say I have four parents because I had like, bro, I had like, I got bomb ass step parents, man. Like, I got like, the best <laughs> step parents ever, man. Like my stepdad, and my stepmom. Uh, unfortunately, my. <laughs> Unfortunately, my dad and my stepmom are not together. They separated, but okay. I was there for their for their marriage. And, you know, she taught yeah. me a lot, too. I appreciate all my parents, man. Uh, so from we'll start with my dad. Like I said, I learned, you know, what I'm saying how to hustle for my dad, like that. You got to work hard. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I picked up. I just watched my dad like every time I go to my dad's house on the weekend. Honestly, bro, he was really there. You know what I'm saying? He was at work all day. You know, I was with my stepmom most of the time. But. Yeah, you know, as I I I knew and I and I realized, hey, my dad out here getting to it, man. So I learned that, hey, man, as a man, you got to get what you, you got to get to it and provide. So you know, I learned that at a, at a very young age, and uh, and then yeah, like I said, my mom taught me how to get through struggles and grades and stuff. And you know, uh, one big thing my step I learned from my stepmom is, you know, like chores, you know, like being responsible, like. You know, uh, washing dishes, picking up after yourself, mm -hmm. uh, cleaning your room, taking out the trash. You know that when I went to my dad's house, they were a little more strict about that stuff. You know, my dad and my stepmom, and I appreciate them for that because it it really helped me in life and you know made me an overall more like clean individual, a more up to you know what I'm saying, well upkept individual, and not dirty, nasty, stinky, and stuff like that. You yeah. know, so yeah, I, I learned <laughs> that from her. You know, learn how to, you know, how to how to carry myself better, how to how to dress correct way. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, care about how you look and, and how you carry yourself when you're out. So I learned a lot of that from on my dad and my stepmom's side. And uh, my stepdad, man, he's my stepdad is, 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 is taught me a lot, man. He taught me uh, he really, really take care, take care, uh, takes care of me, man. And uh, anything I ever needed. Uh, you know, he he did whatever he could. You know, what I'm saying he taught me how to how to be more disciplined as well. How to uh, you know, how to how to cool down my attitude and you know, uh, because I did have a bad temper when I was younger. He taught me a lot of how to cool down my attitude and stuff like that. 
and you know how to uh be like kind of be there more be there for my mother a little bit more you know maybe not react in certain ways when I was younger and, and put me to the side and really just give me like a man a man to man talk rather than you know what I'm saying just being a step parent that's just always yelling at you and stuff like that and doing this and doing that so Yeah, my stepdad always took care of me, man. I always had anything if I ever needed. He was the one taking me and bringing me to work when I had those jobs when I was younger and I didn't have a car. He was the one picking me up and dropping me off. And, you know, he never asked me for a dime or anything either. So, yeah, I really, really appreciate all my parents, man. 100%, man. And off the rip, man, we already got freaking jams across the whole, uh, this whole talk so far. You know what I mean? With your mom, with your other, uh, your other parents. So, most definitely, man, uh, this is going to segment into the next topic, which is uh, football. So, I don't really want to dive into high school experience just because high school is, is what it is. You know what I mean? And yeah, off my talks, is. yeah, exactly. And off my talks, there wasn't anything bizarre that, that happened yeah. that I was like, okay, I need to bring up. But now, With that being said, I do want to capture, once again, your high school years with football because there, this is where, in my opinion, where things take a turn for you and really bring you to where you are now. So let's, let's like I said, let's, let's catch that football experience. Let's walk us through that, making that decision where you ultimately quit football your sophomore year and, and what led you to that decision. Yeah, so uh, as you know, you know, freshman year of football, we'll start there. Uh, it was it was real, real fun, man. I remember, you know, we, we weren't good. You know, <laughs> we weren't really good when we were in freshman freshman year. But, uh, <laughs> and you know, you know, and you know, bro, because you was there. But uh, yeah, we wasn't we wasn't really good, but it was it was a very, very good experience. It was fun. You know, freshman football was real, real fun, man. And, Yeah. uh, you know, towards when we got to that to the, after the season into the off season, uh, you know, I, my body for some reason my body was just always you know what I'm saying hurt or injured or like you know fragile. Like I think you remember the time when we were doing sprints and my my damn thumb just. Ooh. freaking like came out i think you were there bro Yeah, like it I remember was that, it bro. was it was Uh. crazy man yeah my thumb was just out of place broken and you know i had to go through that during the during the first off season Yeah. so you know i really got behind it on on workouts and, and being in shape and stuff because i was always like injured and stuff man and uh you know when i came back sophomore year you know i'm not gonna lie man i wish i had a different mindset back then but you know i didn't I wasn't really into the football. You know, I didn't go to any summer practices or, or stuff like that. I didn't stay up on on, on uh, being in shape, you know, getting ready for the season. So, you know, I thought I could just show up sophomore year. You know, I know what I'm doing. I'm good. And, you know, I I, I, got, I was in for a rude awakening, man, because, you know, once that, that freshman and sophomore year, that's where, like, it shit changes because now you were part of, like, the JV team, the varsity team, now you a part of, you know what I'm saying? Y'all all working out together. As you know, in freshman year, you kind of, you kind of practice him to the side, you know, you're not really around the, the older guys. So yeah. Uh, when I got to the sophomore year, you know, I was, I was really uh, in for a rude awakening. I was out of shape. Uh, I was, I kept getting injured and stuff like that. And now looking back at it now, it's like, it wasn't that big of a deal. I could have pushed through it. Uh, but, you know, my mindset was totally different back then. So, yeah, eventually that year I ended up, I think, like, before the first first or second game, uh, I, I went in the office and I told the coach, like, yeah, man, I'm done. I quit. Uh, and, you know, I remember, 
I remember like when I told him he didn't, he was like, I know, and as a coach, you kind of used to people just dropping, quitting and stuff like that. But when I told him, he was just like, okay, whatever. Uh, put your pads in here and stuff like that. And it was like, I was just like, I was like, damn, like he really just don't care. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, that made me feel some type of way, bro. And, you know, uh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like that feeling. I'll say that. So yeah, eventually I quit football sophomore year and, you know, that led me to to other things, you know. If you want to move into that, I don't know if you want to. Uh, that's basically oh, yeah. the story of me quitting football. Yeah, no, most definitely. Um, and I'm glad you captured that too, because that was one of my questions. With you know, uh, I don't want to name drop, but Coach T, you know, what I mean, I had that conversation, and for him just to be like, whatever. I feel like he should have really sat you down, you know, as a coach, especially as. Well, I don't. I don't like. I, said, I don't want to name drop. It would probably be too obvious, but as yeah. as the coach that you spoke to, right. I feel like it's important, you know, because these years as teenagers were really being influenced. So it's better to be like, hey, Jenna, why do you feel like that? You know, yeah. um, what's making you feel this way? And then next thing you know, you're getting down to the deep reason why. It's like, okay, hey, just push through it. And you're basically trying to encourage them. And then if they still want to make that decision after that, it's like, hey, you know, I tried. Yeah. And that's what you're there for, you know what I mean? To influence your players so that way they can be great on and off the field. Yeah. And once they get out of high school, it translates. They got to keep going. They can't quit at live. They can't quit in college. Yeah. All these different things. So, anyways, uh, without going too much of a tangent. So after it was done, was there like a sense of relief? Like, oh man, I know I no longer have to go to practice. I no longer have to do the sprints. I don't have to worry about my injuries, like my thumb and hamstring, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Did um did that come into play? Yeah, yeah. At first, it was like a sense of relief. Like, oh man, I don't have to go to practice that time. I'm free. Like once, once school is over, I can go do what I want to do, mm-hmm. you know, but you know, that, that lasted a good, you know, one to two months. And it was just like, Oh man, I really don't have nothing to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I kind of miss it, you know? Uh, but you know, eventually uh, me, me being me and, and the experiences that I went through, like I eventually found something else that was going, you know, keep me occupied. And, you know, I wanted to, I really wanted to work. I really wanted to get a job. So, I started looking for that, man. I started, you know what I'm saying? I wanted to be independent, make my own money and stuff like that. So I would, uh, you know, but at this point we had moved somewhere else and, you know, there's like a little shopping center, a bunch of jobs and stuff. So I would walk, man. I would get out, I would leave the apartment after school and I would go walk and ask for application at a, at every single store. I went to like a fucking pool store, a, the steakhouse, the French Quarter, uh, any and everywhere, man. Any and everywhere. Yeah. Try to get a well, try to get a job, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Just walking in when I really could have just did it on my phone, but I was I was young, man. We're you young though. We didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was better for me for them to see my face type stuff, but yeah. So I would do that, and you know, eventually I ended up getting my first job at a uh, Chipotle. <laughs> the first job at Chipotle. So yeah. uh, that didn't last long, I'll be honest with you. That, yeah. that job didn't last long at all because, you know, it was my first experience with working. <laughs> and uh, I wasn't good at all, man. I can't roll. I still, to this day, can't roll a burrito for shit. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> And we are going to touch into that, too. Yeah. We're definitely going to get into, you know, Chipotle. And then that's yeah. going to be, of course, your second feeling of, of rejection or not. But I just want to I just want to kind of hone in more on real quick before we move into that. Cause like I said, I didn't want to yeah. move into that. I want to hone more in on that that time frame when you quit and then you know regret stuff like that. So um, you yeah. kind of went into, you kind of went into it a little bit and you're like, dang it, you know, like 
you know, I regret it. But what specifically made you regret that decision? Was it, I miss the brotherhood, I miss the environment, I miss the competition aspect. What specifically made you regret that decision? Man, I miss the, the you know, when you're in football, you have a, a, a group, a set of people that you talk to. You got brothers, you got people you, you go on a battle with every, you know what I'm saying, every day. So like yeah. that, you know what I'm saying, that, that team environment that where we in the locker room, joking around, playing, you know what I'm saying, having fun, doing a bunch of dumb stuff and, uh, you know, working out together, pushing each other. You know, you yeah, miss yeah. that because, you know, when Definitely. you quit, like when you quit, like you kind of the odd man out because everybody got to because everybody's still on the team. So they got to go on about their business. They don't really have time to be seeing what Jalen on or seeing what Jalen doing. He, you know what I'm saying? He's doing his own thing. Yeah. I got, mm-hmm. I got to go, I got to be there for my team, you know? So it, I, reg- I kind of regretted it because of that and the competition aspect, you know, I, I realized I was like very, very competitive, you know, as I got older and I kind of missed, I missed that. You know what I'm saying? So I regretted that a lot, man. Uh, it was, it was something I, I, my biggest regret to this day is quitting football. So, yeah. That's no, not 100%. Regret, I yeah. And it's hard, you know, because that voice inside of our head that's telling us to quit um, or I'm done. It, you know, it's a very, it's a very hard voice in our head to bypass or ignore, you know, and considering seeing the toughness and discipline from your role models, it is a bit shocking that, you know, you made that, that decision, you know what I mean? And, and nothing against you, what happened that happened, you know, of course, but it's just considering the dynamic that you had, uh, you know, it's crazy that that decision had been made. So why in that moment, if you can recollect that, were you not able to block that voice out, you know what I mean, uh, To just to keep going um, compared to now where you're able to really be like, nah, you know what, I'm not doing that. So are you able to pinpoint at all? Like why you weren't able to like, you know, talk yeah, yourself I, out of it? it was- at that point, it was it was in my mind for a long time, you know. Uh, okay. Before I finally did it, I just didn't wake up and be like, oh, "I'm quitting." You know, things lead up to yeah, it, you yeah. Know, injuries and always being hurt, and yeah, you know, coaches hard. barking at you saying you're soft because you can't get on the field. You're you're hurt, you know, what I'm saying uh, yeah. stuff like that, which that's football <laughs> stuff, you know. I'm not really tripping about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and you know, me just. You know, that voice in my head just kept coming and kept coming and kept coming. And, uh, you know, when I was younger, man, my mindset was a little bit different. You know, I wasn't, you know, I was my, I was a real, I would say I was a, a little bit soft, man, because, you know, I didn't, I couldn't handle, you know what I'm saying, stuff that was tough, you know, and get through it. Uh, so, you know, eventually I caved and I gave it up, you know. So it was a bunch of events that led to it. But, you know, it take that, that kind of stuff, it like a bunch of, it takes a bunch of time for you to actually make the decision. You know, I didn't just wake up and be like, oh, I quit. You know, it was, you know what I'm saying, injuries and, and stuff like that and all the other things going around and, and me not being where I wanted to be on the field. You know what I'm saying? Not, you know what I'm saying, being up on the depth chart and stuff like that. All that stuff that was in my control, I was just, you know, young and, and dumb and, and soft, you know, so. No, 100%. And, uh, what was your like? What was your parents' reaction if you told them? Like, were they like hard on you about it, or they're just kind of like, "Oh, it is what it is." Nah, nah, man. My parents like they're always supportive of anything I do, man. Like when I quit, my mom was like, if "You feel like that's the best decision for you, man? You know, son, and that's fine. You know, yeah. You know how parents are when football, man. They scare for you to get hurt, so they kind of <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah. they kind of like, oh, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, man. You go ahead and quit, man. I don't want you getting injured anyway. You know, my mom was kind of like that. Uh, 
as far as my dad, I, I really don't remember how he took it, honestly. I don't think he – he was like, oh, man, well, I, it's, it's, it sucks. You know, I can't come to your games and stuff no more. But, you know, it is what it is. So I'm like, you know what I'm saying? You're going to do what you're going to do make your own decisions. So they were pretty supportive both ways, man. So, yeah. Yeah, and, man, I'm telling you what, man. You got – um for the people that are listening, you know, you, know, you have to – you got to be careful with quitting, man, because – and obviously at ages like that, you know, it's harder to – you know, you're just you're barely formulating things and it's just um it's very hard to grasp these concepts as a teenager uh but as you grow up you know we all have to be careful with quitting because it just turns into a, um, turns a into cycle habit. yeah exactly it turns into a habit you, know, you tend to you sell yourself short even more you tend to quit things faster so it's it's uh it's definitely just a, a ending cycle until you end the cycle so Mm-hmm. You know, that's something we have to constantly preach to just to continue to move forward. And then once it's all said and done, then you, you know, make the decision. But what would you, what advice would you give to someone, uh, a kid, you know, whether, whether man, whether a woman or a man, you know what I mean, that are doing sports, that is contemplating about doing the same thing. They're like, man, this, I don't know if this is for me. I'm not good enough. I'm always getting outcasted. I'm dealing with injuries, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I know you've kind of already you know, being giving yeah, insight on sure, that, man. but what else would you give? Man, I would honestly, I would, I would tell them, listen, if if it's not for you, then it's okay, you know. But if you're doing it because things are getting hard and things are difficult right now, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, you're just kind of being soft and, and you don't want to be uncomfortable, like try to push through. You know, what I'm saying, try to you know embrace that un- being uncomfortable. It's it's you know, a lot of people who are successful were comfortable being uncomfortable, you know, and if you develop that skill, like, think about it, if you if you get through a tough time where you wanted to quit, and you, you eventually come out of it, and you didn't do it, you feel so much better at the end, you don't have that regret, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So think about, think about, don't think about how you feel now, think about where you're going to be if you continue to push forward. You know, I would tell them just really sit down and think about that before you make a decision. You know, me, I didn't really think about it like that. You know, it was a, a bunch of events that led to it. But did I actually, like, sit down and weigh the pros and cons? No, I'm 17. I'm I'm going to go based off how I feel, not logic. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but if, you, if, if you're someone who's thinking about quitting, if, it's, if you really sit down and, 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 and say, like, this is just not for me, then fine. Uh, but if, if, if it's just because stuff getting a little hard, push through, man. Don't quit. Don't give up. Most definitely. Now let's go ahead and revert back to uh, where you where you begin to find your first jobs, job searching. But you know, you you had hinted on uh, Chipotle. Uh, so from what I can recall, you know, getting a job was a way for you to gain that structure back in your life that you're like, man, I'm missing. I don't, you know, I can kind of just almost do what I please to a certain extent. So as we kind of dive into the different jobs, mainly just two jobs that you uh, that you had had. Um, I feel like this is where we're going to catch a glimpse of the things of why I admire you, honestly, which is your relentless yeah. hustle and, again, turning a negative into a positive. So yeah. your first job was Chipotle. You know, you had found that. Um, so continue on what you were saying about that because you did it, but it didn't work out. So why didn't it work out? Yeah, so basically it was Chipotle, my first job. Uh, I didn't know anything about the food industry and stuff like that and, and working within the food industry. I was still a little you know, a little shy to myself, not really outgoing. So, uh, you know, I was I was really, really shy. Being shy and on top of not being good at your job is 
it's like it's a, you, you're destined to fail. You know what I'm saying? The manager's not gonna like you. They're gonna think you're lazy. They're gonna think you don't want to talk to nobody and stuff like that. So yeah, that job didn't work out. You know, I think I was there for like what three or four months. And I remember when I went out, when I it was it was this one week. I only had one day. I was scheduled for one day on a Sunday. It was a five to nine. And uh, I went there and the lady was like, hey, you can go home. We don't need you today. And I'm like, man, you know what? Screw this. Here we go. Here goes the quitting again. You know, screw this. I'm going to quit. You know, uh, sorry, bro. Screw this. I'm going to quit. Uh, so I called a guy. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm out. Uh, I'm out. I'm out, man. I'm going to give my two weeks. And the guy was like, no, nah, man, it's OK. Uh, just don't come back. It's okay. It's fine. I don't care. And I was like, wow. So and this is a really big part because I got that feeling again where when I went to the coach in football and he was like, ah, whatever. And when I went to that guy, mm. he was like, ah, whatever. It gave me that feeling yeah. again, like, wow, uh, man, like I'm really, yeah, really man. not, really not valuable. I'm really not needed. And it gave me like, it made me feel like I was like a little bit worthless. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have no, no value to give nobody that, that, yeah. that really bothered me for real, man. That, that really, really bothered me. Yeah. And, Honestly, man, it gets me hyped, and, and this is going to sound weird, but, you know, I, I'm actually kind of glad that happened to you, and I say that because yeah, for sure. those, in the grand scheme of things, like, in the current time, that of course, you're like, dang it, but, man, if you could just uh, conceptualize it and just realize, you know, turning a negative into a positive and, and seeing that that really boosted you because you're like, okay, I am so tired of this rejection. No one's seeing my worth. Okay, I gotta go out. I'm gonna go show them why I'm worth it. You know, they're not gonna ignore me again. Those are the boosts that you need in life, and that's exactly yeah, what you man. needed. You know what I mean? So that's freaking awesome, man. So yeah, yeah, bro. That happened right there. Let's fast forward a little bit now to where you arrive at, at PDQ, and this is where you, this is exactly where you turn it up a notch because you're tired of that rejection and and people not seeing your worth and the value that Jalen brings to the table. So once again, just. Run us through that time at PDQ and just that relentless grind so, yeah. you're doing. So like that, so the Chipotle situation really set me off. So when I got to PDQ, mm-hmm. I was, man, I was doing, I, my mindset was totally different. Like I was going to do anything and everything, you know, whatever they wanted me to do, I was going to do it. You know, if they want me to scrub the floors with a toothbrush, I would have got on my knees and scrubbed it with a toothbrush, yeah. you know, and I, and I really, really worked hard, man. And uh, thankful, thankful for the dude that hired me. He gave me a big opportunity. Uh, you know, I got there and I was, I was guns blazing, man. I was, I quickly, quickly moved to the top. You know, uh, got uh, became very, very valuable at, at that place. You know, and uh, eventually I started off just wiping tables, and uh, eventually I got real good at that. You know, got good at taking orders, got good at doing a drive through, got good at good at making sauces, portioning. Bunch of little things that don't seem like a lot, but you know, I'm building skills. I'm building on, like, saying knowledge that's really, really helped me to where I'm working at now, which we'll get into later. But yeah, I was I was able to really, really evolve there, and uh, eventually move into working in the kitchen, and then eventually move into actually running a shift. Uh, you know, doing like shift management. You know, counting drawers. You know, doing paperwork at the end of the shift, closing stores, stuff like that. So yeah, that uh, that really really made me feel good, man. That I was able to turn that Chipotle situation into what I was doing at PDQ before, you know. Unfortunately, the auto chain shut down. But yeah, I really really grew from that time 
from from Chipotle to PDQ, man. It was it was a good thing. Hundred percent, man. And then of course that's when uh, ultimately you're you're making progress. You're finally just hustling and and all those all those neat things, right? But then COVID hits, and now I uh, COVID hits. But then also I think PDQ has shut down, correct? Yes, PDQ shut down before COVID hit. So oh, before PDQ, COVID hit, you okay. shut down. PDQ shut down. The, well, the first PD, I was at actually two PDQs. One of them okay. shut down in, uh, I believe, 20, 2018. Yeah, it shut down in 2018 the, for my first one. And then I eventually I transferred to another location. Then that one shut down in November mm -hmm. of 2019. So November of 2019, all PDQs shut down in Texas. And then COVID happened that next year, so in March. So about like a three to four month period where PDQ shut down yeah. again and then COVID happened. Yeah. yeah. And then you, um, so that happens. And then, you know, once again, then COVID happens. And then that's when you actually, you, you transition to DoorDash. Uh, so I have a couple of questions yeah. on DoorDash. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, my yeah. question yeah. is, how in the world, how in the world did you live off of DoorDash, man? You had a car note and car insurance. <laughs> yeah, man, I had a car. Well, well, shout out to my mom, man. When during COVID, <laughs> she took over the she took over the car insurance. Uh, all I had to pay was okay. my car note. You know, through all of this stuff, I always I, I would I would tell people this, man. Keep your credit up uptight, man. Keep good credit because you know I did have a car note, but it wasn't too bad because I had good credit. You know, I had a good rate. I had good everything. So uh, shout out to my mom for putting me on about that too. But uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, man, I would just do DoorDash deliveries in order for me to pay uh, pay my car note, uh, food for you know, because I wasn't really into bodybuilding at that time. Uh, yeah. Pay for my pay for my car note, pay for my food, and I was hustling, man. I'll be working DoorDash six to seven days, six days, sometimes seven days a week. Uh, once mm -hmm. you know the initial the initial thing with COVID is you know we couldn't really go anywhere, so through that I think like March through maybe like may you couldn't really yeah. like, i couldn't do anything you know what i'm saying i couldn't even do doordash but once mm -hmm. we were able to like come back out and go to the gym and do move around and stuff i had to you know i had to get to it man i had to, bills i had to pay so i would just do deliveries like six days a week you know long hours sometimes i would work like one to 1 p.m to 1 a.m you know 12 hours straight take like a 30 hour minute break and keep going man and you know, I I used that man. I didn't. I couldn't get a job uh, because of the COVID thing. Uh, a lot of places was closed down, so we had to just find a way. And you know, DoorDash was my way, man. Yeah. What was the most you got tipped, if you remember? Oh, most I got tipped, man. Uh, like ever, yeah. You go to. Uh, I believe it was like thirty-five dollars. I got a thirty-five dollar tip one time. Uh. Yeah, it's if you go yeah. to a good area, if you go to a good area, those people are real generous, man. Uh, they really tip you really well. So, yeah, I got like thirty a thirty five dollar tip one time. That's what actually I was gonna ask you, man, because I'm I'm pretty sure people are still DoorDashing, doing all those things. Uh, but listen, I'm still just... I'm still DoorDashing, man. You're still DoorDashing. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I'm still DoorDashing. Dude, I need to get back. You know, I use I'm it more as like a, too, man. I use it more as like a side hustle. Obviously, obviously, I have a full time job, so. No, I just I use say, it as more no. as like yeah. As a side hustle now, you know, just to have some extra money. Hundred percent. Any free game as far as uh for people in the Houston area, for what areas you would say are the most bang for your buck, uh, or are you gonna kind of keep that? I for would yourself? say, <laughs> nah, man, I'm spread the wealth, man. I'm giving out here giving value. Uh, 
go to go to Cypress. Uh, I would say go to Cypress area over there by two ninety and uh, the Cypress Town Center and stuff like that. And uh, Champions Forest is really good too. So if you want to make that drive out there, and then obviously if you're familiar with the like uptown, like you know Melrose and, and downtown Houston and stuff like that, go. I'm not familiar with that that area, so I do not go there. I hate it over there. <laughs> it's, it's always busy over there if you want to go there, if you're familiar with driving over there. So, but I'll say Cypress, Champions, and then that. Well, I'll tell you what, if you go to downtown. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. If you, if you go if you go to downtown, what you will get used to is that traffic, man. It's insane. I mean, geez, there man, I, I can't stand it. All right, cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cool, man. Well, we got into uh, the DoorDash and we got some a little insight on that as well. Um, it was also during this time, too, once again, going back to uh, COVID, that you also got serious uh, about your health and where health and what health and fitness um, started yeah. getting after in your garage. How was that? How was that experience right there? Yeah. So I started taking my health seriously in like before, like a year before COVID. So I was yeah. really into the gym by that time. So, okay. uh, yeah, but I really made that big leap when I was in that garage. So, uh, yeah, you know, I couldn't really go to the gym. I had a little bit of stuff in my garage. Uh, you know, I still, we were still able to go to the grocery store and stuff. So I was still on top of my food. And, you know, honestly, during COVID, we didn't really have nothing nothing to do. So, you know, all, all I could sense. do was work out, make my meals, stay on top of my diet. And basically, man, honestly, man, I was probably some of the best shape I've been in when, I, when it was COVID. Uh, yeah, so I did that. And uh, yeah, it really, really taught me a lot. You know, what I'm saying, taught me how to, how to improvise. You know, how to, how, how to. You know what I'm saying, it really upgraded my training. You know, what I'm saying, because you know, now I can go get a good workout anywhere. I can go to Planet Fitness, a hotel gym, and I'm still gonna be able to get a good workout. You know, because I'm just, I took that time to one study uh, training and stuff like that and nutrition, because we didn't have nowhere to, no, nowhere to go and nothing to do. So I was training and studying and I was working out, you know. Yeah, no excuse, yeah. man. You gotta get it get it where you can get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Do what you gotta do, man. A lot of people make a lot of excuses about working out, man. Mm-hmm. That shit ain't cool, man. <laughs> Sam big dog. Well you, yeah. as we'll get into later, you know, you're gonna be the guy to uh, get the back on track for that for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but for sure. so I believe after two long years you find yourself I mean not long but long. Uh, after two years, you find yourself back in the corporate setting with the boss, someone who's managing you, per se, you know, compared to you being self-employed, able to make your own schedule, et cetera. So let's go mm-hmm. ahead and get to where you're at now. We're not obviously not going to say where you're at, but where you're at now. Um, so you're now at a cook. You're still you're a cook again at where you're at now, but the menu is is breakfast brunch. So how's the adjustment? How was the adjustment period getting cut to that, you know, compared to what you were doing? Oh, man, yeah. When you go from working like with fryers and like chicken tenders and stuff like that to where to the brunch, it's a very big, big step, man. Because for one, uh, it's it's very, very old school. So it's not like screens that you can tap. It's like you have to actually communicate. So being being a good team player and being a part of a good team is very, very important. So uh, yeah, that was a big transition for me, learning how to make food to order rather than just holding some tenders in a heater and just tossing them up there, you know. So, yeah. but it's another it's another skill that I picked up, and uh, you know, eventually I'm I'm gonna be here almost two years now. Uh, 
And now I'm at the point to where like, man, I'm, you know, it's, 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 it's very, very, it comes, it's very, very easy for me now. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm in a position now to where I'm actually teaching this stuff. You know, I'm teaching, I'm, I'm in charge of training people and incoming cooks and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, production lists and inventory and, and all that restaurant stuff that I, I've taken on over the past years. And, you know, uh, and then recently I'm, uh, probably going to be going to open new stores actually so that's where i'm at now with it uh as far as where i'm at now uh yeah so i learned a lot man i learned how to uh learn how important being a good teammate is uh team building being a leader you know being somebody that people come to when they need advice about you know anything uh being reliable for you know my managers and stuff like that so yeah i learned a lot man uh coming from, you know, PDQ, where I did uh, learn some skills, but, you know, where to where I'm at now, it's, it's a whole different level, you know, it's a whole nother level. And I'm, I'm way better now than what I was, you know, when I was there at PDQ. What is your style of leadership? Like, are you more of just a kind of guy that leads from the front, doesn't say much, or like, how do you, yeah, how do you lead? I like to lead by example, man. Uh, I like to lead from the front. Uh, I show you I show you that I'm I can work hard, uh, and I show you that this is this is this is uh how you go about things. I'm 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 about showing you. I don't want to do all the talking. Yes, I'm a talk and and tell you what it is and what it's not. But I'm more of I like to go to I like to go to battle with the people I work with. You know, I like to it, like it's it's kind of like a football environment for me. You know, it's the competitive. You know, you know on the weekends. You know when we get mm -hmm. slammed with tickets when we get slammed with tickets and everybody was like, Oh my God, I'm like, man, come on, let's go, you know, let's do it. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I like to, I like to go like be in battle with the, with the people that I work with, you know, and, and show them that, Hey man, I'm here for you, man. You know, even though I'm, I'm in a higher position, that don't mean nothing. I'm still, I'm still a part of the team. You know? And that's really, really worked well for me, you know, and I enjoy it. Yeah, man. Um, and that once again, I had mentioned this in literally the, the last time I did yesterday, uh, was starting Braxton or or Devin is a civilian name. Um, that's the power of putting out right there. You put out, you you do your best to you do your best at your job to the best of your capability and things like that. What happened? You they're like hey, they come they come to you with opportunities like hey we got some stores you're looking to open you you're more in leadership roles. So that's that's a Perfect example yeah, right there. And 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 with that stuff comes more money. So, you know, it's a win-win. Like you're developing skills and you're developing more income. So, you yeah. know, it's, it's a win-win. And I will say this, man, a lot of people in 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 leadership roles think that once they get the role, they, they don't have to work as hard. And I heard my mentor say this, uh, Brandon Carter. He said, if you're the leader, you actually got to be the hardest worker in the room, you know. Uh, leaders lead from the front, so you you taking on all that stuff, you know. And I would challenge a lot of people, man. If you're in a leadership role, like attack that, you know, embrace that, and, and really and really show show everyone that you, why why are you the leader, why were you chosen to do that, you know, and take pride in it, you know, and uh, lead by example and uh, be a good be a good influence for the people around you. That's that's always a good thing to do. So yeah. No, hundred percent, man. And um, I'm trying to see if I can tag on to that. Um, yeah, man. Just I mean, literally, what you said was was right on the money. There's not much more I can um, 
add to yeah. that. I mean, you said it perfectly. You got to be the hardest worker in the room if you're a leader. You know, what I mean, you can't take breaks because they're always everybody's always observing you. The minute they see you yeah. take a break, they're like, "Oh, I can take a break," or he's yeah, man. he's not motivated for a ticket. Exactly. I should be motivated for a ticket. Exactly, et cetera. And you lose that respect, man. You lose that respect from people when you when they see you not working as far as them, you know. Uh, and once you lose the respect, you you lose you lose the team, you know. You lose yep. the the ability to have command, and, and you know you lose uh, the willingness for them to listen to you and, and come to you. So always be working hard, man. Don't don't ever take a step back and think it's it's okay to chill because it's, it's not. You know, you got to keep going. It's not sweet out here. People, people are always watching you, man. Don't, don't let them see you, see you doing something that you're not supposed to be doing. Yeah, man, for sure. Jams on, jams on, jams. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. If I had some sound effects, then I'd be laying it down. Yeah, man. <laughs> you gotta give them, gotta give them the game, man. You know. <laughs> yes, sir. But uh, cool, gentlemen. Uh, so this takes us full circle too, because you're now, people are now seeing your worth, man. They're seeing your worth. They're, they're seeing your worth ethic. And this, and you're taking more initiative in your life, and it shows right there. I mean, I mean, I would, I'm hoping people that are, you know view this, they see your confidence, they see just your mindset has dramatically changed from things that you described in your past. Um, yeah, yeah, so although you're still improving, how does that feel now to freaking just finally get that that rewardness of okay, now people are seeing my work and et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? If if it feels good. Uh, man, it really does. And it, but at the same time, it all it also motivates me to go even harder. You know, cause, yep. you know, I want more, man. I'm not satisfied with nothing. You know, uh, you know, I love my job and stuff like that, but I got bigger goals than that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, people see my value at, at where I'm at now, but I, I'm, I'm about to, you know, people going to see my value to a higher degree, you know, because things, things are coming, man. And I, I can't wait to get to it, man. I'm just excited. Woo! Get me motivated. Hey, we might yeah. have a podcast so we can go ground real quick. <laughs> no, I just played that. But um, cool. I wanted to touch on this subject real quick, and then this is where we're gonna really get into your bodybuilding and what you want to do now, what's your personal training, and then we'll we'll kind of you know cap it off right there. But one thing I, yeah. I I feel you know you'll be able to provide insight to is uh, the ability once again to avoid temptation, which people struggle with big time, honestly at any age, but probably more so mm -hmm. teenage age, you know, because you want to look cool. You want to get the girls, yeah. and there's just so much just yeah. things out there that are just constantly just in your head. So, how do you avoid temptations like that? Woman, party, drugs, whatever uh, the temptation may be. I would say a big part of that is routine, right? Success is in your routine. Uh, have a have a have goals uh, and build a routine around that for you to achieve those goals and uh, yep. stick to it. You know, once you build a routine that that you used to. Like whenever you go off of it, it makes you feel weird. So a lot of people, when they don't, I'm sorry, when they when they don't go out or and stuff like that, they feel weird. Well, change that, make it to where when you're not doing what you're supposed to do, you feel weird. You know, like if I don't go to the gym, I feel weird. You know, a lot of people is like, oh, when they do go to the gym, they're like, oh, I'm sore, I don't like this feeling. You know, so so shift it. You know what I'm saying? Kind of rotate it and and build a routine for yourself, uh, in, in order for you to stay focused. And stay consistent with it, man. Hold yourself accountable. Uh, yeah. yeah so. uh, what's that? Yeah, 100%. I agree with that. Make it a habit, man. I'm seeing that yeah. with what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like, I can't even stay at the house. Like, if I'm in the house for longer than an hour, I mean, I get, like, almost like a healthy yeah. a healthy, a healthy, dose of anxiety. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I got to get out of here. Yeah, yeah, I'm not progressing. 
You know what I mean? And I also stopped playing video games too, you know, and that was a tremendous thing as well. And that allowed me to want to go to sleep earlier. I'm like, okay, I got to get ready for the next day. So, yeah, man, I'm completely on board with that. Make good habits, create good habits, have healthy distractions in your life. Um, what edge do you, so you may have already answered this, but what edge do you notice that gives you by being disciplined and, and avoiding temptations compared to someone who's out there, you know, drinking their, their slouch? You may even see it at the workplace, you know what I mean? Man, like, I, was, I was going to say. Yeah, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. man, I was going to say, man, uh, it makes you, you are like, you you on such an such another level, man. Like you you more on point, you more sharp. You you got it yeah. going on, man. Like these, like I see it every day at work, man. Uh, and a lot of people they are very very good like workers and cooks, but they allow the outside temptations to affect their 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 job. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know they maybe go out drinking the night before, and they know they have to be at work at six o'clock in the morning, and they end up showing up to work late. That puts them. That puts pressure on them because the managers are looking at them like, "What's up? Are you still reliable? Do do I need to find someone else?" You know, it just puts like all your, your whole income in jeopardy. So, you know, when you think about it like that, why would you even put yourself in that situation? You know, uh, and I'm sorry, what was the, what was the question again, bro? Repeat the question. I'm sorry, bro. No, man, you're hitting it on the money. Is is basically what I, what we're what I was trying to get you to express was the ability to or the power of avoiding temptation because you're more sharp, yeah. you're more sharper, you show up to work better, you're on your A game, you're 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 just you're there. You know what I mean? Your mind is you're not like, oh God, I, my stomach is hurting or I have Ooh. a headache. You're freaking on go. So that was kind of I was basically trying to get your insight on yeah. why it's yeah, man. Good. And even and even if you like are tired, you know what I'm saying? Cause you know, you're gonna be tired sometimes. You're gonna wake yep. up and feel like not doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Your that your mindset is gonna carry you through that. Your routine is gonna carry you through that. You know, it's not about how you feel. It's about getting shit done. You know, and when you have a good routine and you have a good mindset, it's gonna get you through those hard days where things get tough. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, like that's the importance of having a routine, having a good mindset, and uh, always staying on point, man. Always being prepared and, and not and not uh slacking off your routine and slacking off being better, man. So. Uh, and all that stuff, uh, the temptations to go out and drink and smoke and, you know, mess with women and stuff like that. I mean, that stuff will always be there, you know. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You grind now and then, yeah, you can enjoy mm-hmm. that later. You know what I'm saying? That yep. stuff will always be there. You know I'm saying? It's not going anywhere. Uh, but, you know, maybe one day you might go somewhere, you know. You never know when your time is going to come. So mm-hmm. you really want to leave this earth knowing that you wasn't doing what you needed to do. You know, in order for you to be the most successful, like I would feel terrible. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly, man. And and oh man, I'm trying to figure out how to formulate this, but I'm just gonna roll it off the tongue and hopefully it comes off. It makes sense for what I'm trying to say. But guys, I mean, we all have to realize that. And I'm gonna continue to preach this um here, and I always preach this to my friends, and it's something I continue to try to conceptualize and really understand that we are on borrowed time every day. Every week, every month, every year is a step closer to our our end our end date. Well, we're gonna unfortunately die. Yes, you know it's such yeah. a subject. We don't want it's it's maybe sound cringy as I say it, but it's yeah. the truth. We're gonna die. So why do things that are gonna possibly lead you closer to death? You know, drinking, you die exactly. of alcohol poisoning, you get in a car crash, uh, you die from that, or you kill someone because you were drunk, 
And now you're going to jail for the rest of your life and you're thinking, dang it, I should have mm -hmm. never done that, I should have never done that. So why do those things? You know what exactly. I mean? I'm not saying don't have fun, but as me and Jaden are trying to say, and once again, I'm not perfect, and I'm sure Jaden can attest he's not perfect either. Not but sure, establish your life, get your career going, get your own place, start making your own money, start making smart investments, whatever the case may be, follow your passions, and then you can truly have fun. But if you're exactly. just scraping by, how are you really having fun? You're always going to go back to, what am I doing? Like, man, yeah, like, man. you know what I mean? Everything, so, yeah, everything is better. Everything is better later, man. Uh, Instant gratification is is not is not something that you want to continuously have. You know, we're in our if you're in your twenties, especially like you should be grinding, man. Like, ain't no reason for you to be out here messing with a bunch of females and doing a bunch of dumb stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because you 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 wasting your you're wasting time. You're wasting your life. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm sorry, man. I can't just I can't I can't sit here and waste my life. I'm sorry that 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 puts a bad feeling. It put a bad taste in my mouth. You know? No, hundred percent, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, we can go on and on about that. Man. Yeah, we can go was, on about just, that. Man. Just what we did right there was a lot to take in, and there was a lot yeah. that you could just take from that. I mean, freaking watch that over and over again. I mean, that's just that's how you instill that mindset right there. Um, so due to time, and we're not super crucial time, but I wanna I wanna jump into your bodybuilding and personal training, uh, your personal training aspect, and what you're doing with that, and then once again give you the opportunity at the end to discuss that. Uh, that consultation that you have going on so you can kind of let the people know that yeah. and I can create a, a short. Anyways, um, just in the bodybuilding aspect, I just honestly, I just want to get um, probably one or two questions out of this. Um, yeah. The bodybuilding, once again, seems like a way of life for you and another outlet to give you that structure. Like, okay, I need to do this. I need to eat properly. Yeah. I need to go on time. I need to do work out this many times a week. Why is this so important to you? Uh, it gives me It gives me that structure, man. It gives me that sense of sense of thing other than work you know what i'm saying that i can do in order for me to continue to uh be continue to self-improve you know what i'm saying yeah uh, and you know bodybuilding it also allows me to have an outlet you know because sometimes you need to get away you know sometimes you don't want to you don't want to talk to people or you don't want to you know what i'm saying just be sitting in the house drowning in your thoughts and stuff like that you can go to the gym and and just, you know, get a good workout in and you feel good. You feel you're on this high, you know what I'm saying? And especially when you're, when you're on top of your nutrition as well. Like when, you, when you're hitting your macros every day, you're eating your protein, mm -hmm. you're doing what you need to do, you just feel so much better. Like you feel on a high, like nothing can stop you, you know? And uh, it is, it's, it's really, really gave me that structure in life that I needed, man, other than working a job, you know? There's a job and then there's, something you need to find on the side that, you, that you know what I'm saying, that's going to keep you happy and keep you upbeat and, and, and something you look forward to, you know, because, you know, a lot of times people don't look forward to going to work, you know, sometimes, a lot of times, you know, they don't like where they work at. So, you know, if they just go to work and then come home, go to sleep and then go have to do that again. That's like, you know, you just sleeping, sleeping away something that you can be getting fulfillment from, you know, so. That's what I. That's why I do bodybuilding. I get a, a sense of fulfillment and structure, discipline, all those things in one. You know, so it's a win-win for me. And I believe you had mentioned to me that you're you're looking to step on stage, correct, at some point in the future. Yes, in the or future. Or did that change? Either, yeah, yeah. Uh, either okay, okay. next, either next year or the year after. So I'm thinking, you know, what I'm saying long term about that. You know, so okay. Yeah, either next year or or 2025, I do plan on hiring. Hiring a coach, 
and uh, actually stepping on stage and taking the fitness and bodybuilding thing to another level because I'm not on that level yet. You know, so yeah. I always want to be improvement. I always want to want to push myself even more and go through something difficult, which you know, prepping for a show is very very difficult. You know, and that's something I want to experience, and you know, give it's gonna give me that competitive that competitive itch, and it's gonna allow me to push through and uh you know not quit when it get hard you know because my mindset is different now you know so 100 i can't wait for that um yes sir i can't wait and i'm, I'm definitely gonna be i gotta i gotta go show that show that love and support most definitely yeah, yeah, man. um it's coming man. it's coming it's the time and process man but this is uh this is gonna be a great way to segment to the last topic which is once again what you're doing right now what you're working what you're working towards which is uh personal training um, I do want to. I, I want to get your insight as far as um, why personal training. What is what is it about personal training? Is it the all those things that you were looking for as far as guidance and all those nutrition, all that stuff that you're looking to pass on to someone else? What is it specifically about personal training that just just got you on goal mode right now? You're like, this is yeah. what I want. So man, I love I love this question because I know why why online training is because I know what fitness did for me. You know, fitness changed my life, bro. It changed my mindset. It completely shifted from that that little, you know what I'm saying, a 70-year-old who quit football to to me now who's eager to attack stuff that's hard. You know what I'm saying? It, I know how, how what it changed for my life. It made me feel better. It made me dress better. It made me look better. It yep. made me, you know what I'm saying, just feel all, all the way better. And I want to pass that knowledge on and make, you know what I'm saying, other other people feel better. You know what I'm saying? And And... I know how it sparked my life and I know what fitness can do for other people if they just commit, you know, it's going to spark your life. You know, a lot of times I tell like all dudes that's like younger or older, if you're out of shape, man, that's the first thing you should do is get in shape. You know, if you start from ground zero, you don't know what career you want to do. The first thing you should do is get a job and get in shape, you know, get a job and get a gym membership. That's the first thing you can work on because you are yeah. in control of that. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? You are in control you are in control yeah. of the food you put in your mouth. You are in control of what time you go to the gym. And mm -hmm. you are in control, you are, you are in control of you having a job or not. You know what I'm saying? So control what you control at first and then let that spark you. Let that let you grow into something bigger. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I want to do online training, the personal training, because I want to spark that growth in other people the way it sparked it in me. Amen, brother. And a caveat to that question, why 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 this route? Why the solopreneur route? And not the traditional route of going to school, maybe getting kinesiology. That's how you say kinesiology. I can't even say, but you yeah, know, just a kinesiology uh, degree and using that to become a PT trainer, whatever. So why, uh, why that route? Uh, simply because, like a lot of the fitness fitness stuff is is uh it's for free. It's really for free, man. Like a lot, like mm -hmm. we don't we don't need to hire like trainers and coaches for us to learn that kind of stuff is that good yeah is that a good route of course it's good to have that by your name but you don't need that you know what i'm saying you don't need to go through stuff like that you know yep. uh, uh you can you know what i'm saying take time to actually study your craft and and you know what i'm saying by watching youtube videos or reading books and stuff like that all the stuff that the the kinesiology degree stuff is going to teach you you're just doing it on your own you know what i'm saying instead of paying someone to teach you uh, which I believe in paying someone to teach you, but I don't believe uh, I don't I don't believe that you should just go pay a, a bunch of money for a degree that you don't need. You know what I'm saying? In order for you to be successful, uh, 
if if you do not, if you're a doctor or a lawyer or you know what I'm saying something big time like that, yeah, you gotta go to school, right? Like that's obvious. But you know, if if you can learn a skill through you know mentors and learning game from different kind of people on how to build your business and market and stuff like that, I would go that route. I wouldn't, you know, what I'm saying if if you want to go to school, then fine. But I would I personally like that route. I, I like to go that route, you know. Yeah, and um, I also want to get your advice too, as far as someone who is is struggling with that. But like, man, I have a great business idea, or I want to go the entrepreneur route, but I'm just <clears> scared because <throat> I'm afraid to fail, or my parents are um, are deteriorating. They want they're just pushing me. They're just that traditional kind of people, and just to kind of try to go first uh, to get my insight. You know, if you have a solid a solid itch to something or a, a clear game plan to where it is you want to go. It's not just like, a, oh, one day I feel like this and the next day, I yeah. don't know. No, you need to be like solid. Like, this is what I'm going to do. It's a, it's a will, not a want, because there's a big difference between I will and between I want. So if you can perfectly articulate where it is you want to go, you can tell someone, hey, this is my game plan. This is who I want to be. This is who I want to become. Then by all means, go do it. Go pursue it. It's going to take time. You're going to make mistakes most definitely, but hey, it's a school of hard knocks. You know what I mean? You're going to experience that after you get you, even if you get the degree, you're going to have to yeah, still go still through things yourself. So I don't know if you want to chime in on that. Yeah, man. Uh, just if, if uh, like, obviously if your parents are pushing for, for you to go to school and it's a requirement, you know, for you to like continue to live with them or, or anything like that, obviously you got you to listen to your parents, right? You can't. You can't just go against them uh, if you if you under their roof. If you're on your own, if you have your own place, uh, you're free to do what you want, man. Uh, if you if you don't want to go to school, then don't go to school. Uh, that if you feel like like really sit down and weigh down the pros and cons before you make a decision. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Don't just jump into something. Don't just do this thing where you're feeling this one day, like you said, just feeling this one day, and I'm feeling something else the other day. Have a plan. Have a game plan. Write it down, you know, take a picture of it, read it every day, know where you're going, know the steps, you know, know it like the back of your hand and attack it and go and, you know what I'm saying, and, and get and execute, even if it's something little, like get it done, get something done, you know what I'm saying, and uh, take the steps towards where you want to be and, you know, prosper, man, and, and build that business, build that, build whatever you want to build and, and be successful, you know. That's what I'm saying. Just let's have, get in. Let's have a just yeah, have yeah. a game plan. Just have a game plan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And let's let's get let's get let's get into a little bit of specifics as far as as the PT. Starting with what is how would you describe your ideal client that you're looking to train? So my ideal client would be a man, a man, a, a young man, probably twenty. To, I say young man. I'm still a young man too. <laughs> twenty to thirty. Uh, mm -hmm. from age like twenty in their twenties, you know, twenty to thirty. That's you know, may not be in in tip top shape or not in good shape or, you know, a bit overweight that's, you know, uh, looking to lose weight and, and, and you know, build a, a, a certain physique so they feel better about themselves. They're more confident. And, you know, it's, you know, just by doing that, it's going to make you more money because you're going to be more upbeat and have more energy. So that's my ideal client. Anybody from 20 to 30 that's looking to, you know, spark growth up in their life through fitness uh, and, you know, getting their ideal physique and starting to build that. Got you. And I want to throw <laughs> a um, an objection that I'm sure you may, I would assume you may face just because it's virtual. 
how do you get the most out of someone since you are going to be trained virtual and most people prefer in person? Oh, yeah. So that objection is basically, look, whenever you work, whenever you work with a personal trainer in person, uh, they're, they're taking you through a workout. They're showing you how to do this stuff. And, you know, that's important. Training is important. But 80 percent of it is your diet. Uh, I see a lot of personal. I know a lot of personal trainers that are doing stuff in person like they're just training clients. You know, they're not doing a meal plan because they simply just don't have the time. Like if you're a personal trainer, like you, you like you're going through clients, you training, you know what I'm saying? They got an hour tops and you got to move on to the next, on to the next, on to the next, you know, unless you're doing something on the side, like and actually making people's meal plans, uh, you know, those people probably not going, not getting a lot of results. You know, if you're only just training them, you know what I'm saying? What, you know what I'm saying? In the gym. Uh, you got to be able to train people in the gym and outside the gym because outside the gym is really the most important thing to building a good physique. So that's recovery, nutrition, uh, sleep, you know, making sure that they're doing all those things. That's what's going to spark growth and that's what's going to get results. Not the hour you show them how to do a squat, you know, and you can show I can show you how to do a squat virtually on my phone as well. So, you know, it's the all in one thing for you to be in control of everything and really be good for someone result uh for some someone's results rather than you know only being a part of 20 percent you know because if you only train them in person they might be going home and eating a cheeseburger after and then all the work they just did for you for an hour and gave you money for is out the window you know and they come back and do it again and again and again and they not they realize three to four months down the line that you know they're not where they want to be, and it was a waste of money, and now they're mad at the trainer. <laughs> like, no, it's not the trainer. It's like, the trainer is works for a gym, you know, and, uh, you know, he has to train the people that come in. So, that's Yeah, well, you sold me, man. Yeah. You sold me. I, I signed the agreement today, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to uh, just try to dive in into where, you know, you invested in yourself, and uh, if we don't have time, we'll probably just – Maybe re-record, go live or something like that on Instagram and you know, visit the topic as far as the oh, program yeah, shows, sure. which was uh, Brandon Carter, you know, getting it, being a solopreneur, entrepreneur, whatever the case may be, just not depending on the, a reliable check every week, bi-weekly, whatever the case may be. Um, so you naturally had to find a mentor and you found one, which once again was, uh, was Brandon Carter. Yes. And you invested over like over 2K into his program. What about Brandon Carter made you choose him compared to the millions of other people. <laughs> so a lot of the a lot of the things, the game and the gyms that we we talked about throughout this whole podcast, yep. stuff a lot not from just Brandon Carter, but a lot of it I, I I studied Brandon Carter and I watched him and listened to him and seen how he operates and I learned a lot, you know, from him. Not even about business, just about personal like mindset and development, you know, and. uh I, I didn't know Brandon Carter. Like I'll say, I didn't know who Brandon Carter was about two or three years ago, you know, but this past, like last year, I found, I found him and I was watching, you know, the videos and stuff and watching, yeah. listening to his, like any podcast he would go on and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, this dude is really, you know what I'm saying? He's speaking, he's speaking a language, man. I, I mess with it. And, you know, I didn't even know about the, the, the personal training stuff when I, when I first found out about Brandon Carter, you know, and then I was watching a podcast and he like kind of advertised it. And I looked, you know, I always do my research before I do any of this stuff, you know, 
Yeah. You never just want to throw people upwards of two to three thousand dollars just mm -hmm. because their name's Brandon Carter and you think you're gonna get rich because you signed up for that program. This stuff takes work, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Don't, don't just throw your money to anybody. So, you know, uh, you know, I did some studying on the program. Uh I went through it actually took them a couple of times for me to actually go through with it. You know, I really I hopped on a couple calls with the enrollment enrollment specialists and you know, uh, I ended up seeing that it was it was a very valuable program, and you know, I invested in myself. And uh, yeah, I'm still I'm happy. Of we, it's, it's a revolving, revolving cycle of, of information and gems every single day. You know, what I'm saying there's something you can be learning and picking up from other people. It's is very very valuable. Hundred percent, and and also the audience, uh, just to keep once again caveat into what Jalen is saying. You also need to understand the leap of faith that you took. And that's what life's about is taking leap of faith because you're not going to want to, you're not going to get to where you want to go by playing safe, even if you are in a corporate setting, whether you want to move up as a, a CEO or a CTO, whatever the case may be, it's going to require taking leap of faith. It's going to, it's yeah. going to require you getting at the front. So, man, Jalen, uh, Jalen invested a lot of uh, his money into it. You know what I mean? That's, that's hard earned money. Um, so, yes. man, once you do your research, once you do your due diligence, hey, take that leap of faith. Just like you would take out a loan for a school, why don't you take it out for a program that, once again, you've done your due diligence on, you see how the curriculum can properly mold you, it fits you, then just go for it, man. That That's what yeah, man. going after your dreams yeah. um, are about. What would you say as far as the, the curriculum that you're – you're doing through his program. What is the hardest part for you? Is it is it the marketing side that you're learning? The sales side? What's what's hard for you? It's it's the marketing, man. You know, I'm not I'm not a big internet guy, so you know, I'm not I'm not really into posting everything I do. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying I'm really yeah. Put your head down, go to work, and you know, just grind. But you know, it's a lot of a lot of this stuff is marketing, man. A lot of this stuff is posting content and uh, giving value to people. You know, and I can't give people value by just uh, just keeping everything to myself and just doing what I need to do for myself. You know, I got to spread that, you know, what I'm saying? I got to spread the knowledge. So that, that's the hardest part, you know, posting content and marketing and stuff like that. That's a whole game of, uh, in itself, you know, and then uh, you also have the, you know, what I'm saying the, the sales side of it and stuff like that, which we're not going to get too much into due to, you know, the program restrictions and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that would say the biggest issue is the marketing. Gotcha, that's an man. issue, but yeah, anything. Well, Jalen, brother, man, we we like I said, we covered everything. We'll probably uh, get you back on in some form of manner to talk more about the program and just your progress yeah, within yeah. the program without revealing details, of course. Um, yeah. So we'll see about that. Uh, but man, guys, that that concludes the episode, man. I'm hoping that this content and and the content that I've already posted and future content. Or things y'all can look back on for advice or inspiration just to get the ball rolling, you know, um, mm -hmm. whatever the case may be, right? Now, before we go, like I, I've maybe mentioned, but regardless, uh, Jalen has um, a consultation information um, that he wants to offer. So I'm literally going to let you, I'm going to give you the floor on that, Jalen, and then we'll conclude the episode. Yeah. So uh, actually, I have two things coming big, big time in May. So May 15th, I will be releasing a free ebook. Uh, it's going to be about the three, three, the three biggest tips to start a fat loss transformation. So that will be free uh, on May 15th. 
And then after I release it, I will be taking on three people uh, to go through my program for four weeks for free. So I will be coaching you for free. You'll get customized meal plan, customized nutrition plan, uh, free access to me 24-7. So I will be doing giving that away uh, free to three people. And I will be giving an extra two people uh, my my program at a, a very, very discounted rate. So it will only be like $20. So it'll be three for free and then two two more people for $20. So that's five people I'm going to be giving hella value to on top of the ebook and stuff like that. And uh, I would say follow me on Instagram at the JW Fit to, so you don't miss out on any of that stuff, you know, when it comes out. So it will be released in May 15th. Cool, man. Well, like, like Jenna said, man, jump on it. Three spots, three spots only. And he says free. Everybody loves free. So jump on that opportunity. Um, I'm gonna do my best to leave links and uh, whenever I post on social media and stuff like that to Jack to tag Jalen. That way y'all can visit. Y'all can visit his Instagram. Give him a follow. So that way y'all can see whenever he's posting on the story or on um, just on his his uh, stuff, whatever the case may be. Y'all can see when he's doing that. So it's like okay, cool. Oh crap! I'm gonna jump on that three spots. It's free. Take advantage, man. You know. So I think it's a good opportunity for anyone. I'm going to try to jump on it myself if I can see it in time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's my boy. Uh, and oh, not yeah, just because yeah. he's my boy. I've trained with Jalen one-on-one uh, -on -one personally, and, and he's great. He gets the most out of me. Um, leads, you know what I mean? He leads, I follow. And he's always, I mean, he's got me in shape before for sure, you know, especially mm -hmm. after the military when I wasn't even bodybuilding like that. He got me back into it. So once mm -hmm. again, guys, uh, thank you again for watching. Check Jalen out for sure. Take advantage of that opportunity because there's only three spots. And uh, that's it, man. Jalen, man, I appreciate you, brother. Yes, sir, man. I appreciate you having me on, man. Keep doing your thing, man. Uh, remember, when you, remember you telling me about this a year ago, and now it's coming to fruition, man. So I'm proud of you, bro. Keep it up. Amen, brother. All right, guys. I'll see you all soon.